BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And so you have to go down and get a tag to prove you went all the way to the bottom of the step. And then when you get back up to the top, let's say you get back up to the top and you don't pass out, you have to be able to say, I'm okay and do this. And sometimes people be like, I'm okay, but you can tell they're like about to pass out and they don't, they give them a red card. They don't get credit for their dive because they, they, they're not like coherent enough for it to count. It's not just like, did you live? Those are crazy rules. did you thrive? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine though, watch this transition. Can you imagine if that is how we approach goals in our lives? (laughs) No, I did just really think of this. What if that was actually the definition of success was not, did you achieve the goal? It's, did you achieve the goal in a way that allowed you to still live to the absolute fullest of your capability? Hi, it's Rachel Hollis, and this is the Start Today podcast. The Start Today community are people from every walk of life all around the world, but we all have one important thing in common. We're all trying to become a better version of ourselves. This is a community of dreamers and doers. This is a cohort of learners and leaders. This is a space where we celebrate trying again, learning from failure, and rooting each other on. We believe that when you start each day with gratitude and intention, you can produce incredible results. Start today this way. Hey, Start Today, this is Jackson, and I just wanted to say how much I appreciate y'all showing up in the community. I love seeing photos and videos of you taking on every day and striving for more. It's really incredible to be able to witness your journeys and be able to cheer you on. If you have photos or videos of you or a friend getting out there and striving for greatness, please share them with me. You can use the hashtag StartTodayJournal, or you can just DM the Start Today Instagram account directly. The photos that you share don't have to have anything to do with the journal, just anything that you're working to achieve, we'd love to see. Your stories are inspiring, and I'd love to share them with the rest of the community. That's hashtag StartTodayJournal, or you can just DM the account directly. I guess I just start talking? Yeah, okay, great. Um, I am a huge documentary fan. You guys know this. Well, I don't know if you know this. You know this, Jack. I love a documentary. And I love a documentary about people pushing themselves way past what seems humanly possible. I am so inspired by athletes. I'm so inspired by professional athletes and how they work and how they function. And I watched a documentary the other night that I am still very stressed out about. And I've seen a lot of documentaries that are stressful. Free Solo, so stressful. The Alpinists, holy, holy crap. are sweating just thinking about it. Oh my it. gosh. <laughs> this is on Netflix. It's called The Deepest Breath. 
the deepest breath. Oh my word. It is about people who are free divers, which is essentially that you are seeing how deep you can go in the ocean on a single breath. And you can't move very fast because you're holding your breath and you don't want to like expel all the oxygen from your lungs. So they just like very slowly swim down to the bottom of the ocean. And the further down they go, the more their insides begin to implode. And I'm not exaggerating. They literally have trained themselves to like have all of their organs like get super squished. One of the women who does it, she says that when she's at like the depths, she's a world record person. When she's at like those deep points, her lungs are the size of a fist. Like that's how compacted everything gets. It's the craziest thing I have ever seen. And I don't want to climb Everest. It's terrifying to me, but I get why people do, right? I get the uh, the mountains, the view, the, I get why people rock climb. I get why people want to, you know, use ice axes to climb up the side of a sheer cliff or whatever. At least when I've seen documentaries about other people doing extreme sports, I get it. This is the first time that I was like, I don't get this. I really don't. It is, you guys, I don't want to tell you to watch it, but I do want you to watch it. So what happened was some friend said, you got to watch this thing. Thanks a lot. And I have been, I, they recommended, um, have you seen Wildcat? Oh my God. They recommended Wildcat to me, which is phenomenal. Oh, Jack, you would love it. You would love it. You and Sarah would cry so hard. It's about this guy who is a veteran. I can't remember which branch of the military is in, but he went to war and he comes back with horrible PTSD and he ends up in the jungle, in a jungle. I can't remember which one, some jungle. And he ends up at a rescue facility for animals and they find like, I'm for sure going to get the cat wrong, but like a baby ocelot or something. And it's the first time that someone attempts to raise a wild cat. The, the, the cat's mom was killed by poachers or something. And it's the first time that someone attempts to raise a wild cat wild and then return it is so good. So it's like he's healing from his PTSD. The cat's trying to, can't recommend it enough. So this friend had recommended Wildcat. And I think it's on Amazon, by the way. And I trusted their recommendation. They say, hey, you got to watch The Deepest Breath. I go over to Netflix to watch it. After one minute, I was so stressed out by the feeling of claustrophobia. Like I felt like my lungs were collapsing that I I desperately wanted to shut it off. So like in the opening credits, you see people and most people who are free diving right before they get back to the surface of the ocean, they their body literally shuts off. They black out, they turn completely purple, no breath, no function, everything just shuts down. And there are safety divers whose job it is to literally swim them back to the top of the ocean so they don't die. It's so stressful. So the first like, 90 seconds of this documentary is someone blacking out. Now I'm terrified. Now I feel like I'm suffocating. But simultaneously, I need to see, you know, I grew up in a Pentecostal church and we used to say like, I need to see a victory in Jesus name. Okay. I need to see the positive. I need to see something good happen. 
because what I just saw freaked me out so bad I couldn't shut it off. I'm like stressing out watching this. And my boyfriend's like, let's just shut it off. Like, let's watch scene two for the millionth time. Like, we don't have to put ourselves through this. I'm like, oh no, I need to see that everything's going to be okay. Because the trend in documentaries now, have you guys noticed that any documentary lovers, have you noticed the trend now is they want you to believe that everyone's dead. They film the entire documentary with other people talking about who the documentary is about so you don't know who is alive. I don't like it. It's when things first, when documentaries first started doing that, they got me, okay? There's a few I'm not gonna tell you because I don't wanna spoiler alert if you don't realize that the hero of the story has passed on. But it was so surprising. Now I just feel like I'm being manipulated, okay? Especially when things are revealed. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It was so stressful. I'm not going to say anymore. You should watch it, but not if you're claustrophobic. For Ferberk? <laughs> not if you're claustrophobic. <laughs> also, last thing I'm going to say about this, when these people are diving, they're diving into blackness. The ocean is not lit up. There's no uplighting at the bottom of the ocean. It's so black. And they're just like rolling. They're just rolling with the homies right down into a black hole their lungs are being crushed, their brains shutting off. The one chick who's like the the hero of the story or whatever, I swear at the beginning it's like 4 minutes that she like she breaks a world record. She does a hundred oh I shouldn't spoiler alert. But let's just say this, the people who are doing it they're doing 100 meters. Now, how many feet are in a meter? Is it 3? Or are we thinking of a yardstick? Three feet, 3.37 inches in a meter. Okay, so three feet in a meter. She did 100 meters. 300 feet. She swam down into the ocean and then swam back up. Think about that. It's not just can you make it to the bottom. They have this like anchor thing that they drop and the anchor has little tags on it. And so you have to go down and get a tag to prove you went all the way to the bottom of the step. And then when you get back up to the top, let's say you get back up to the top and you don't pass out, you have to be able to say, I'm okay and do this. And sometimes people will be like, I'm okay, but you can tell they're like about to pass out. 
and they don't, they give them a red card. They don't get credit for their dive because they, they, they're not like coherent enough for it to count. It's not just like, did you live? Those are crazy rules. It's did you thrive? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine though, watch this transition. Can you imagine if that is how we approach goals in our lives? <laughs> no, I did just really think of this. What if that was actually the definition of success? Was not, did you achieve the goal? It's, did you achieve the goal in a way that allowed you to still live to the absolute fullest of your capability? That's, that's wild. That, I, I didn't plan for that awareness, but I'm, my brain's sort of exploding right now. That's really good. Oh, man. It's funny, too, because I feel like I don't know if you guys are this way, but I feel like I go through phases in life where I'm really conscious of, okay, I'm going to pursue this thing, but I also want to make sure that I have joy in my day and everything feels as good as it can and I'm laughing and I'm having fun and I'm going on dates with my boyfriend. And then I also have times where I feel like everything's so chaotic that I'm like, I haven't gone on a date with Boo in weeks and weeks and weeks because it's just been so busy like between work and one bajillion children to raise it's a lot speaking of one bajillion children I had promised my oldest son he's 16 and he has this really incredible core group of friends that he went to school with back in Texas and when we had made the decision to move I was like oh like let's bring the friends out at some point this summer and we did that last weekend we had three additional 16-year-olds in our house, which was so much fun. These are three of my favorite teenagers on the planet. I was so excited to see them. I am almost exactly like Amy Poehler in uh, Mean Girls. I'm exactly like that mom. I'm not like, I don't let them get away with things. Obviously, I don't let them do anything you shouldn't do when you're 16. But like, I so desperately want them to love me. I really do. It's ridiculous. And I want them to love me so badly that I had one hookup for Taylor Swift tickets. One hookup. I still had to pay for them, but I had a hookup to actually get good tickets. But you could only get four. When I first started dreaming of this idea, I thought, okay, let's get, let's take the whole family. This is like once in a lifetime. Everyone's peeing their pants over the Eras tour. Everyone's talking about it. Let's take the whole fam. Let's go. But then I find out you can only get four tickets. And I'm like, okay, I can only get four tickets on the night that these teenagers happen to be here. They happen to be in Los Angeles. They have no idea it's going to happen. I text their parents. I say, hey, I have this opportunity. I will not be able to take them. So in order for this to happen, you got to feel comfortable with your teenagers taking an Uber to SoFi Stadium and getting themselves back. I got to be home with the other little kids. I can't take the big kids. But if you're down, this feels like a once in a lifetime. And it just so happened that my niece was going to be at the show as well with some of her friends. So I was like, there will be an adult we know on the premises if something were to happen. But like, they would be on their own. And all the parents, bless them, were like, yes, absolutely. This is amazing. Didn't tell the kids until a big reveal moment where I told these teenagers what was happening, and I do have the audio of it. I mean, I took a video, but I'm not going to show their faces because I don't even show my own kids. So, But let me just... 
it was such a better reaction than I was hoping for. Like I sort of thought teenagers were too cool for school and maybe they wouldn't react. It was everything I could have wanted. The scene is I've been waiting all day to reveal this truth. I get the final sign off from their parents and I go into my son Jackson's room where they're all hanging out and I tell them what's going on. I have been given approval by Meredith and Sam. Those are their parents. For Jackson to make this announcement. Um, so our mysterious nighttime activity tonight is we're going to see Joe Switch in concert. Okay, you cannot see this, but three teenagers look like the Scream painting, okay? It's the Scream mask from the scary movie, as well as, what's that artist's name? Munchen? Munchen? <laughs> you know that famous painting with the screaming yeah. person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't it Munchen? Munk? No, it's, it's the other famous one. It's not Van Gogh. No. I thought it was. I thought it was like an artist that only did that. Y'all are like, we don't care, just play the audio, but now we need to know who made that painting. Oh, you're right, Munch. Okay, all right, yeah, here we go. Okay, so all of them, I'll show you Jack. I did, I mean, my camera recording's terrible. I tried to go, it's a whole thing. But they're all like wide mouth, free. I mean, wait, come look at this picture, actually. Look at their faces. <laughs> Teenagers are too cool for school. Usually, all three of them are just a gas. A gas. The screen. Yes. Right there. Okay, so. I was talking to a girl on the plane about how bad I wanted to go. I was worried that you wouldn't be down to clown. Jackson, shut up. I'm so down to clown. They're not. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. They're just absolutely freaking out. They were so excited. We send them down to the thing. I tell them, hey, it's going to be intense. It's at a stadium. You have to get an Uber. You probably want to leave a little early, okay? If you want to stay, you stay. But word up to me, I would suggest that you bounce a little early so you don't have to deal. These beautiful babies got there an hour before it started and waited patiently, ate hot dogs at the concession stand, were happy as clams, stayed until the end, Jack. She does a three-hour show. They all came back and said it was the best concert of their lives. Now, mind you, I think Jackson's gone to three concerts. <laughs> but he said it was the best concert of his life. They had so much fun. I was so freaking pumped that I was able to do that for them. And... I was thinking a lot about this, not just being able to like spend money and send them to a show that, you know, costs a significant investment. You got to like sell a kidney to be able to get Taylor Swift tickets. But I was also thinking about the fact 
that when I was little and we really struggled financially, there were a few friends' parents that I can remember creating really special experiences for me that I would never have been able to have otherwise. I was thinking about Nancy Province, who was my friend Amanda's mom, who, I mean, she was my Girl Scout leader. She paid for so many things. She probably paid for so many things that I will never even be aware of. I was thinking about Rose Alanis, who was the mother of my brother's best friend, who knew that I wanted to live in LA, knew that I wanted to be an actress when I was little. And one time her family was taking a trip to Los Angeles and she asked if I wanted to go because I had never been able to visit LA before. I had just like seen it on like the e-network and stuff. And we went all around LA. We did the maps of the star's home. We got in one of those double-decker tourist buses. We, I mean, I have pictures of me like in Beverly Hills as a 13-year-old, just dorking out and being so excited to be here. I was thinking about my dad's boss when I was a little girl who let our family like use his vacation house and just it reminded me of all of these times where I was able to experience things or see things in the world that wouldn't have happened were it not for the kindness of other people. And I wanted to share that story because I thought, number one, I hope, you know, by flying these kids out here and like showing them LA, they they live in a small town in Texas called Dripping Springs. And not that they haven't seen the world, they're all like have gone places and done things, but I just hoped that it gave them a, a different worldview or maybe just, you know, a great weekend away or, you know, we got to make them dinner and like talk about the school year and stuff like that. But I don't know. It just reminded me of how often other people have taken care of me. And I wondered if any of you have experiences like that and you haven't thought of it before. Like, do you, Jack, do you haven't, can you think of that? Did you ever have like Friends, parents who hooked you up or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There was like a... We would go to this enormous skate park and they would always pay. Yeah. yeah and, and take us there. And it was like two hours away. It's so crazy. So cool. It made me want to like... I'm not in contact with any of those people anymore, but it made me want to like find them and send them a note as a 40-year-old woman and just say like, I got to CLA for the first time because of you. And that's not nothing. Because when we have vision for our lives, if we haven't ever actually seen something, it's why representation matters so much. It matters that you're able to see someone who looks like you doing the thing that you want to do, right? It matters that you see someone from your backstory, someone who has your skin tone, someone who has your narrative, that you see them succeeding in a way that you're like, okay, I can do that or I can be like that. And for what it's worth, if you've never seen someone who looks like you in the spot you want to be, then you're supposed to be that person. You're supposed to be the woman. You're supposed to be a man. You're supposed to be the person that blazes the trail for other kids to look at and go, oh, that's what it looks like when someone moves into this space. That's what it looks like when someone from my neighborhood starts that kind of business and grows it to $5 million in revenue. Like that's what it is. But for me, there's so much, I, I just hadn't thought of that. I feel like the universe, God, fate, allowed it so that even though I wasn't born into a family that would have exposed me to certain things, I still had the opportunity to see them. 
And once I had the opportunity to see them, I now had the vision to go along with the dream. There is nothing more powerful, literally nothing more powerful than the vision that you have of what life is going to look like when you get to the place you're trying to get to. When you have the vision of, oh yeah, this is what it is. This is what it'll feel like. This is the outfit that I'm going to wear. These are the places that I'm going to go to dinner. This is the car that I'm going to drive. This is the way that I'm going to speak to myself, to my children. Like this is what it will be. The reason the vision matters is because the vision gives us emotion. When we can attach emotion to the vision, the goal, when we can do that, that's where you get like the steam. That's where you get the momentum. That's where you get the drive to keep going. It comes from the emotion. And imagining as a little kid in an environment that was so harsh and so hard in a million different ways, it's just occurring to me right now why that literally I'm having this like realization right now in real time. Rose took me to Beverly Hills for the first time, right? She showed me LA. She, she didn't just show me LA. She showed me like affluent LA. This is where, this is where, you know, people who work in media lived. And it would have been after my brother died. I'm now making that connection. Cause I'm like, why did my brother's best friend's mom take me on a trip with her? Well, it would have been in the year after Ryan died. And the year after Ryan died was easily one of the most difficult years in my life. And so I can now see that maybe she was just trying to do a nice thing. She was trying to get me out of the house. She was trying to get me out of this environment. But she did more than she will ever know because she didn't just do a nice thing and give me a break. She gave me a vision. You need a vision. You need to see what it is. And not only that, if anyone else has ever helped you to have a vision, pay it forward. Do it for somebody else. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but I'm going to keep looking for opportunities for these kids I love that I, you know, find myself in community with because they're the besties of my children. Like if I have any way to help them continue to see things or friends continue to see things or just any way to pay that forward, I've never, it never like clicked for me before how much that happened for me as a child, but it does now. Yeah, that's really cool. And I still haven't seen Taylor Swift in concert. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. I hope you got something out of it. We'll be back tomorrow with more information. Until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Start Today podcast is hosted and produced by Rachel Hollis. Executive produced by Jack Noble. Audio editing by Andrew Weller. It is part of the 3% Chance Network.